Hi there, I'm Pamela Ambler. Welcome to I See Your Trade. We're recording today from the finance capital of the world, New York City. In this episode, the hidden Forex trading secrets revealed. What does the behavior in Forex markets tell us about the broader stock market? 2022 has been a year of volatility across all markets. The US dollar index rose to 20-year highs in 2022, while the world's second largest economy, China, saw its currency slump to 15-year lows. IC Your Trade is brought to you by IC Markets, a leading high-performance trading provider. Trade up to IC Markets. I'm joined today by JC Parrots, founder of All Star Charts. Thank you for joining me, JC. Uh, you have become somewhat of a celebrity technical analyst. Can charts actually predict the future? I didn't know there was such a thing as a celebrity technical analyst, but all right, we'll take it, I guess. Um, as far as predicting the future, absolutely not. Uh, there's nothing in this world that can predict the future. You know, mathematically, we know historically asset prices trend. They go on for a long time, they go down for a long time, they go sideways for a long time, but they're not random. We want to be in the direction of the underlying trend and the currency markets uh, can play a huge role in helping us accomplish that. Now let's start with Forex and in particular, the US dollar. What are the charts revealing right now? Well, the dollar's just been absolutely ripping for recent spring of 2021 when the dollar finally put in its bottom. And what we've noticed is that the dollar has turned into the only safe haven asset out there. You know, for a long time, U.S. Treasury bonds were a tremendous safe haven. When stocks would ever be under pressure, you would get a bid in Treasury bonds. You also would see a, a safe haven status out of the Japanese yen, right? When stocks would be under pressure, again, yen would get a bid, even gold to a certain extent. But what happened this year? Stocks got off to a rough start. The bond market got, got off to the worst start since like, I don't know, the Revolutionary War or something like that, uh, depending on what data set you're looking at. But one of the worst starts in the history of the market for bonds, uh, the Japanese yen was making new 20 year lows this year and gold doing nothing as usual, completely useless. So the only safe haven asset has been the United States dollar. So if, when the stock market has been under pressure, the dollar has been bid. And when the stock market has been strong, it's come with a weaker dollar. So if we know that the dollar is the only safe haven asset out there, as it's proven to be, if we're gonna have a bull market in equities, if we're gonna have, if we're gonna see renewed strength in stocks, I think it needs to come with a weaker dollar. So I think stock market bulls, it's not a want, I think it's a need for a weaker dollar. Now, commodities, they are priced in U.S. dollars, and over 2022, demand for many commodities, particularly energy, rose to near record highs. Could you predict that with the U.S. dollar trading? I got to tell you, you know, as bullish as we were, uh, energy and energy stocks and energy commodities, you know, my suspicion was that it would probably come with a slightly weaker dollar. Guess what? It did, right? Which is a nice reminder that the market doesn't care what we think. The market, the correlations are going to change over time. We saw actually a very positive correlation between the United States dollar and commodities. That's something that we're not accustomed to seeing because what we've been seeing is the market is worried about inflation. Over the last 20, 30 years, the market's been worried about deflation. So in more inflationary eras, what you tend to see is stocks and bonds tend to correlate together. We saw that in the 70s. 
versus inversely, like a lot of us have grown accustomed to. So it's more so what is the market concerned with, inflation or deflation? And while the market's been concerned with inflation, that third asset class commodities have done very well uh, up, up until this spring, of course. But, you know, that happened after most investors forgot that commodities were even an asset class. You know, it's the stocks and bonds, stocks and bonds. There's a third one, too, and that's commodities. Now, what is the U.S. dollar telling us about what to expect for commodities in 2023 ahead? Listen, you know, with the positive correlation between the United States dollar and commodities and the correlation kind of just not being very strong, really in either direction at this point, I wouldn't put too much weight on the next direction of commodities into the dollar, right? I would be looking at commodities on an absolute basis. In fact, I wouldn't be taking the dollar completely out of the equation and pricing all these commodities in other currencies, pricing them in emerging market currencies, pricing them in Euro, pricing them in British pounds, Australian dollar, Canadian dollar. I would, and we do this quite often, regardless of the environment, not just today, we take the dollar completely out of the equation and we look at all of these commodities and stocks for that matter in other currencies. And we get a lot of value by doing that. So it's not like, oh, do we value stocks in dollars or in local currency? Do we value commodities in dollars or in local currencies? The answer is we do both. And it's a weight of the evidence uh, approach for us. Now, of course, the world's second largest economy is China. What can we learn from trading in the yuan right now? Listen, the yuan bottomed on October the 24th. Check my math, I don't have a calendar in front of me. I think it was the Monday the 24th. And since then, the large cap China ETF uh, FXI is up over 30%. Uh, Chinese internet is up over 60%. This is KWEB, KWEB is the ETF there. So these Chinese equities have absolutely skyrocketed. These are, these are legendary returns. Some of the biggest gains in the history of Chinese stocks, by the way, have all come with a stronger yuan and a weaker dollar relative to Chinese currencies. So if there's anything that we can take from that is that Chinese stocks love a weaker dollar. They really love a stronger yuan. And that's precisely what we've seen. So if we continue to see a stronger yuan, I think Chinese equities continue to do well and based on the weight of the evidence from where I'm sitting, I think that's the higher probability outcome. The weaker dollar continues to be a major theme into next year. And I think that's a, a, a positive. I think that's a, a, a tailwind uh, for equities. In this case, talking about yuan, particularly for Chinese equities. So what would you look for in the Forex markets as a signal that an economic recovery in China is about to begin? You know, I, I don't really follow the economy at all. The economy is a lagging indicator, right? The implications, the economic implications of price moves are not my problem. I really don't care at all. We know historically price leads and then the economy follows after that. So as far as what you think the economy is going to do, I would focus on price. And with a, with a, a weaker uh, dollar against the yuan and the yuan rallying and stocks acting accordingly, Historically, we know that's a leading indicator for the economy. So if you're one of these people that are interested in the economy for whatever reason, I would look at what price is doing. And it looks to me like we're seeing positive sides. Now, what about the euro? What is trading in the euro telling us right now? What can we learn there? Stocks over in Europe have been doing very, very well. The weaker dollar out in Europe is the most bullish catalyst 
that you're going to get out there. It's the exact same story as China. If the dollar is weakening relative to those currencies, the, the stock markets are acting accordingly and they're doing very well. European equities are absolutely ripping. European banks continue to make new highs despite Credit Suisse absolutely collapsing. Nobody seems to care about Credit Suisse. So I certainly don't. Let it go to zero. Not our problem. The market is sort of signaling that there are no systemic risks out there, like a Lehman Brothers, for example, back in 2008. So let Credit Suisse go away. Nobody's going to miss it. Focus on the winners. And clearly, the market is reacting and the winners continue to win. And it, it, it all got started when the dollar started to weaken in September. Now, what are the charts telling us about the energy crisis that's going on in Europe right now? Yeah, I don't know anything about any energy crisis. Um, I see energy stocks as the leaders in 2021. Energy was the best sector. Uh, in the first half of 2022, energy was the best sector. So far in 2022, energy is the best sector. So I think the only crisis is not owning enough energy in your portfolio as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> now, a major theme globally in 2022 has been rising inflation and in turn rising interest rates. Obviously, interest rates have an impact on currencies. Are there any signals that inflation is normalizing? Yeah, you know, again, inflation, these are the economic implications of price movements. I inflation expectations and break-evens peaked in April. As we're recording this, we're in December. So as far as like inflation expectations, they've been falling for eight months now. Um, so if the bond market is any indication of, of where inflation's going, uh, clearly it's pricing in lower inflation. So how is that going to impact uh, currency markets? I've never seen any evidence uh, that there's any impact at all. Um, you know, you have the bond market, you have the interest rate market, and then you have the currency market. And to me, they're two completely different things. Both of them have an impact on the stock market, no question. Um, in a, a rising rate environment, you're going to get more outperformance under the more value-oriented areas, things like materials, industrials, energy, even financials. And sure enough, that's exactly what we've seen. When interest rates are falling, those are the areas that tend to underperform. Uh, and the, the outperformers are things like growth, like technology and Internet and consumer discretionaries and communications. Those are the areas that tend to outperform when interest rates are falling. Um, so that's how interest rates impact the stock market. As far as the currency markets, um, it's not as clear over time. Correlations are changing way too often um, to be reliable, in my opinion. Now, if there is one chart that summarizes what to expect in 2023, can you show it? And what does that mean? Yeah, I think it's the chart that shows if the U.S. dollar relative to emerging market currencies and how strong the S&P 500 tends to be while emerging market currencies are doing well. In other words, when the dollar is falling relative to emerging market currencies, stocks do very, very well. If you go back to 2016, when the emerging market currencies bottomed and the dollar started to fall, stocks did great in, in 2016 and continued into 2017. And then a funny thing happened in early 2018, the dollar bottomed, emerging market currencies started to come off and stocks struggled for quite some time. And then after COVID in 2020, when the dollar finally peaked and started to fall, you saw a bid in emerging market currencies and how did stocks react? Stocks had the greatest 52-week period ever, and it came with a weaker dollar. And then last spring, in spring of 2021, once the dollar bottomed, they started to rally. 
Stocks have struggled ever since, up until recently when the dollar peaked in September or October, depending on whether you, you know, Euro and British pounds bottomed in, uh, in, in September, and then in October, the Yuan bottomed, Japanese Yen bottomed, and stocks have reacted positively to that weaker dollar. So what does that say about 2023? If we continue to see a weaker US dollar, I would expect stocks to remain strong. Uh, and with that being said, let's flip it on its head. If you are bullish on equities, if you are buying stocks in the United States or otherwise, a weaker dollar, in my opinion, is not a want. It is a need to be successful. So what are the best sectors to watch out for in 2023, in your opinion? I think you stick with the leaders. You know, we saw technology and growth outperforming for so long. Um, you know, you look at uh, the composition and the weightings of individual uh, indexes. For example, in the United States, the S&P 500 is 25% technology. And that 25% technology does not even include Google or Facebook or Tesla or Amazon. None of those stocks are even in the technology index. They're in consumer discretionary or communications. So when you add all of those to get, you know, together, you're looking at almost half the S&P 500 uh, is, is technology. And when you look at the NASDAQ 100, it's half technology. And again, doesn't even include all those others. So you're probably looking at 75% technology or something like that if you include those others. If you look at the Dow Jones Industrial Average, however, you're only looking at 15% technology. So a lot less growth exposure. And that's really where the leadership lies. I would continue to look at things like industrials. I would look at materials, uh, chemicals within the material space. Uh, I would look at healthcare, materials, industrials, financials. And energy as well, you know, energy is how to heck of a run. Can we, you know, see some underperformance for a few months, maybe even a few quarters? Sure. But the secular trend in energy, in my opinion, particularly on a relative basis, remains up. If the stock market overall is doing well, is technology and some of these growth areas, are they going to get crushed? Probably not, but I would I would continue to expect underperformance out of those areas. I would encourage uh, listeners to go back to 2004, 05, 06, 07. Go back to those years. You know, interest rates were going up. Technology was an afterthought. The more value-oriented areas uh, were outperforming the sectors that I just mentioned. Um, and I think that that trend remains in place. You mentioned uh, emerging markets earlier. So what countries are going to be the global leaders of growth next year? Uh, look at Turkey, for example. Turkey is uh, is almost half the index of Turkey is materials and industrials. Turkey has 0% technology exposure. I would also look at something like the UK. You know, in the UK, again, zero, you know, less than 1% of the entire index is technology. Uh, you're getting a lot more cyclical exposure. So I would be looking at the countries that have that sort of exposure versus some of the other areas that are more tech focused that have outperformed for so long. I would look at the uh, the old school uh, emerging market countries, like I like to say. Uh, any countries in Asia in particular? Countries in Asia, I would look at Indonesia, you know, seeing a lot of relative strength out of Indonesia. That certainly stands out. That That's where I would be looking. Uh, China, again, if you're going to get that 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 stronger yuan like we've been seeing uh, and the weaker dollar out there, I think Chinese equities are going to do well. That's probably one exception to the you know tech heavy, growth heavy countries. Um, if we're getting a, a weaker yuan, 
uh, Chinese uh, stocks are not going to care what I think about cyclicals. Chinese stocks are probably going to do very well with that, with a stronger yuan. And then what is your outlook for the U.S. dollar in 2023? What is the play here? The, the, the trend is your friend, uh, as, like, as I like to say. Uh, better yet, the trend is your friend with benefits. So if the dollar remains weak, which there's no evidence uh, that the dollar won't remain weak, uh, we want to continue to take advantage of that. And a weak dollar is likely to continue to put a strong bid on equities and other risk assets. And until the market proves otherwise, which it hasn't, we just continue to see, you know, unwind of that dollar. And the positioning was very skewed. You know, everybody was like, yeah, of course, you know, mighty dollar, the strong dollar, all this stuff. Like everybody knew that the dollar was strong. So there comes a point where anybody who already knows that the dollar is strong has already acted upon that. And there you go ahead and get that unwind. And that's precisely what we've seen. You know, you look at the cover of Barron's in early October with like George Washington, Muscle Man. You know, you look at uh, Bloomberg Business Week, uh, you know, came out with the can't stop, won't stop for the U.S. dollar. You know, by the time the journalists start putting together magazine covers that are that obnoxious, uh, we're probably not early in the cycle. We tend to see those things at turning points. And clearly this time was no different. Thank you so much for joining me, JC. That was JC Parrots, founder of All Star Charts. You've been listening to episode 12 of I See Your Trade. I See Your Trade is brought to you by IC Markets, a leading high performance trading provider. Trade up to IC Markets. Thank you for joining us today, and we look forward to seeing you next year. 